Welcome, New Jersey Devil fans. It is Bill Botch, and welcome to the Trap Podcast. So, I left you guys last Sunday. Um, the Devils were trying to go for their fourth consecutive win versus the Washington Capitals at home on Monday. That didn't happen. They came out of the gate, and they looked really good and were dominating play in the first 10 minutes of the game. But they fell behind due to some lackluster goaltending, some defensive breakdowns, a shorthanded goal. Uh, at one point, they had the Washington had scored five goals on 17 shots, and it was another it was another Devils meltdown. They have a big game on Tuesday to follow that up. They're playing the Detroit Red Wings. Vitek Vanacek is going to be in net, which I thought that the Devils should have played Vanacek in net on Monday. Now, obviously, Vanacek had played for Washington. Blackwood had come off of three straight strong games. I thought this was a chance to maybe get Vanacek in there with a little extra motivation to play against his prior team, give Blackwood a break, and then have him play in Detroit on the back-to-back. Instead, they decided to go with Blackwood, and he did not have his A game. And essentially, it ended up costing us in the end. Um, The Devils did put up a good fight towards the end of the game, trying to come back, but it was was too little too late. So the the Devils end up going to Detroit, um, and Detroit was rest. So we were working on a back-to-back on the road, We came in. I was curious to see how we were going to look. It seems to be hit or miss with us right now, although a couple of the games that we lost, I believe that we dominated play, but we weren't able to capitalize. And we have had some, uh, you know, horrible goaltending, actually. We're ranked 32nd in the league um, as far as expected goals against. So... They end up... we, We go to Detroit. Vanacek's in net. I'm curious to see what we're going to get. And boy, did we come out and completely dominate that game. The Devils are... This is such an exciting time to be a Devils fan. We've been waiting for this for a long time. We've had a bunch of young talent. We've been waiting for them to grow up. We've been waiting for them to groom. We've been waiting for depth in our roster. And we have it now. And not only do we have it, but we have speed. We're one of the youngest teams in the league. So this means that move. this is the start. And moving forward, we have so much good Devils hockey to look forward to. Oh, my God. It feels so good after such a drought for the past 10 years. This team's only going to get better. If we just had average goaltending, we could easily be 6-1 uh, and one right now. Um, or, who, or who knows? Even 7-0. and oh. So they come out in Detroit and... I mean, I can't say enough good things about John Marino. He has been our best defenseman this year uh, by far. And the thought of us giving up Ty Smith, who was such a liability on the back end, and he did he did add some offensive uh, – he had an offensive game. But as far as playing defense goes, I mean, the the – quality of player to me is night and day and he has been a great fit he looks comfortable and he's a guy that's going to be around the team for a long time he signed to a five-year deal he's 25 years old he's only going to grow with these guys you have to love and appreciate what you've seen out of John Marino he has been um 
he's been the biggest surprise, in my opinion. Um, so the Devils came out and they completely dominated. Now the Devils have been have put up about forty shots every single night. They are. They lead the league in shots for compared to shots against. So we're putting up about 18 more shots per game than our opponents, which is insane. It means we're dominating. We play with the puck on our stick more than everybody. Um, but we're 32nd in the league in uh, goals expected against. So if we could just kind of get some goaltending and get a couple big saves per game... I think that when the Devils go up by a goal or two goals, it lends to our playing style that much more, and it opens up the ice because then teams feel that they have to take chances and risks, and with our speed, and we do have a really great defensive core, I think that it leads to transition, and I, th- I think it leads to scoring chances for the Devils moving forward. So we have some, uh, we have some really good stuff to go over. So uh, expected goal leaders, 5-5, five and five, in the NHL. So number one is Jalen Chatfield from the Carolina Hurricanes. Number two is Thomas Tatar. Number three is Damon Severson. Number four is Eric Halla. Five is Rope Hintz from the Dallas Stars. And then number six is Jack Hughes. Seven, Jesper Bratt. Eight, Brendan Smith. I mean, this is domination. That's what this shows. Analytically, the Devils are dominating, and people are starting to open their eyes. You're even hearing it on the radio. Some of these guys are taking back what they said. Some of these guys are talking about us being much-watched TV. It's good. The Devils are in a, a category all by themselves as far as goals for compared to goals against. It's amazing. It really is. I mean, this is this is legit. The Devils currently have an expected goal differential of 1.79 per game. Since 07-08, only 16 other teams have been above 1.75 per game during any seven-game stretch, and they all made the playoffs. This is coming from Dan Lecision from The Athletic. I think that the Devils are going to make the playoffs. We are right there. Right now, we're 4-3. and three. We have had uh, not the hardest schedule to open up the season. But we we look damn good, and I think that our players are buying in. I think Lindy Ruff is getting a little bit of breathing room, and if if a couple bounces go our way, not only are we not getting the goaltending, which I think the goaltending will get better, and we will our goaltenders will make a couple big saves per game, but we haven't even been getting the bounces in the in in scoring. So I think once some of those pucks start going in, and once we make and our goaltenders make a couple saves, it's just going to skew these numbers even more. And I think people are really going to realize how good the Devils look right now. This is some of the best Devils hockey I've seen in the past 10 years. So um, it was nice to see Yegor Sharangovich get on the goal, on the scoreboard on Tuesday night. So the Devils played versus Detroit. They put up six goals. Bratt had two of them. And we'll get into him in a minute. But it was good to see Sharon Govich get up on the board. He had a big goal versus San Jose, which was a really tight game, a dirty, ugly game that he ended up. He was a, a big contributor in. But the Devils scored a shorthanded goal. We're the ones scoring a shorthanded goal for once. It was great to see. And we scored on the power play in that game. So the special teams, we've had horrible luck over the past couple of years on the special teams. But I tell you what. We get a shorty, and the goal that Sharon Govich scored, 
it was a no look wrister that was nobody is stopping that thing. That was freakish. But he was looking at Heischer the whole way and let it rip. And damn, that was sweet. I'm gonna see if I could find that video and put it up on YouTube. But man, that was that was a thing of beauty. That was a guy who has taken that shot a million times and knew exactly what he was doing. That was a beautiful thing to see. Um, so he's getting more involved. Obviously, Andre Palat has an injury, so he wasn't playing. The Devils decided that they were going to switch the lines up. They weren't going to run seven defensemen. Instead, they were going to have four full lines. Palat comes out. They bring in Zetterlin. They bring in Holtz. So they move Zetterlin up to the first line. He's playing with Heischer. And I I believe that, and Tatar, and I think that they were playing Zetterlin on the first line because he plays a similar type of game as a Palat. He's a guy that's good against the boards, He's physical, he's strong, and he, he has a good shot too. He comes out, the kid has seven shots on net and two really high danger scoring chances. He could have easily have had two goals the other night. You have to throw him back out there. He looked really good. Um, Fabian Zetterlin, keep your eye on him. I think that I don't necessarily picture him as a first line player, but you could throw him on the third line and he could produce. He definitely, that kid's got game and he looks like he's ready to be a full-time NHLer. I think we should do away with the rolling seven defensemen. If you want to take Smith out and put ball in and rotate them back and forth or whatever you want to do, I think that's probably the smarter idea, but you got to get, you got to get Zetterlin in there. You can't send him down to the AHL because he'd have to go through waivers and somebody would definitely pick him up. Jesper Boquist still hasn't played a game. He's sitting on the sideline up in the press boxes. I was concerned about Alex Holtz. It's like, if you, he had a good game. His first game, he had a good game. He had three or four shots on net. He had the only real goal that meant anything in the game. And then he got buried with the Mike McLeod and Bastion on the fourth line. He, they really rough limited his ice time. I think that there might be some sort of rift between Holtz and Ruff at this point. While I understand that Holtz is not a great skater and he doesn't play with the kind of speed that Holtz might or that uh, Ruff might be looking for, I still think that he does add value to the team. He didn't have a good game, so he's been sitting in the press boxes for five or six games now and I just don't see how that helps him and how that helps him develop if you don't want to play him send him down to the AHL and let him at least get some game time but letting the kids sit there in the press boxes for for that long I don't see how that helps his development so I was a little disappointed in that and now he's got to come in he's kind of cold he's not playing with guys that he's used to playing with and he did not have a strong showing um, he looked lost out there. He was on the ice for a couple goals against, or at least one goal against, I know. But he was behind the play. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Alex Holtz. But I think Zetterlin is a shoe in. I thought his performance was great. You got to keep him. You got to keep rolling with him. Um, now, on the other end, Jack Hughes. He had a goal and an assist, so it was good to see him on the board. He had a bad game versus the Capitals. Came out. Lindy Ruff talked about it. You know, one of the things about Hughes is he's incredibly skilled, and he's the most skilled skater on the team by far. He carries the puck through the neutral zone as good as anybody, and when he has the puck on his stick, he's a really great player. 
he has to start working on his defensive game a little bit. So when he gets when the Devils get hemmed in their own zone, he definitely is a liability defensively. Um, he's not a physical kid by any means. He can't really work along the boards. He doesn't win faceoffs very well. He's at like a 33 or 35% faceoff win rate. That's something that he's going to need to work on to be more of a complete player. And um, when it, the game got a little physical in Washington, it, you could tell he was out of his comfort zone. There were pucks that it looked like he kind of didn't want to go for because he was scared of contact. And I think that it's important to have, if you're going to be the leader, on, one of the leaders on the team and the assistant captain and the face of the franchise, sometimes you got to go into the corners and go into the dirty parts of the ice to make a play to get the puck out of your own zone. It's one thing if you don't want to do that in the offensive zone, but when it's a close game and you're playing a divisional opponent, I think you have to kind of, sometimes you have to sacrifice your body for the good of the team. Now, I don't want to see the guy get hurt, and obviously he's not very big, but there are certain cases where it's you can't you can't stick check everybody. You have to get your you have to play good body position if you don't want to throw a check. And I think that's just something that he's going to have to continue to work on. But he did come out in the following game, and although I don't think it was his best game, he did score a goal and have an assist, and it was good to get him on the board and get some points there. And I think it was it was important for him. He looked discouraged after the Washington game, and he even looked discouraged during the Detroit game. But it was good to see him um, get on the board, and hopefully that positivity can continue to uh, progress and snowball. So now this guy, Jesper Bratt, is leading the NHL in points right now. He had two goals and I believe an assist the other night. Um, you know, Jesper Bratt was, is an interesting situation to me. So in the beginning, I felt like Jesper Bratt kind of had the same similar type of game as Jack Hughes to where he wasn't very great defensively. And he had the one big year and was looking for the contract. We know he's incredibly skilled. We know he's a great skater and a great stick handler, puck handler. But I was a little concerned about giving him a long-term deal off of the one year. Well, he clearly is earning his keep, and he clearly is the player that he thinks he can be and is a player that the Devils can't afford to let go at this point. So the most impressive thing about Jesper Bratt's game this year compared to previous years to me is that in previous years, Jesper Bratt's points would come from him doing really super creative, you know, uh, flashy plays in order to put up points, which was great. And it was really exciting. And it was, it's amazing to know that the guy can do it. I almost feel like this year to me is more impressive because he's done. It's not as flashy. It's more just straight hockey sense. He has had brilliant plays no doubt about it where he's used his skating and his vision and catching players out of position but it looks so much more sustainable to me that this looks like this looks like a player who is literally matured and he can sustain putting up points at this rate without having freakishly amazing plays have to happen night after night after night he knows how to play solid hockey he's in the right place at the right time. He's not a defensive liability anymore. He carries the puck through the neutral zone. When he has the puck on his stick, he's great. It's like this is the definition of what just a solid point-producing player looks like 
compared to last year where it was a little circus like the stuff that he is able to do, which I'm not taking that's I'm not taking anything away from him, but this just seems a lot more solid and a lot more something that you can see happening long term that makes me and I hope Tom Fitzgerald feel a lot more comfortable giving this guy a long-term big contract. So you, I could not be happier with what I've seen from Jesper Bratt. He, he is really coming to his own and I think really fundamentally become a more whole, wholesome, well-rounded hockey player. And he's putting up points at an incredible rate and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. I would be happy to give him eight times eight at this point. And I think that if I'm Tom Fitzgerald, I'm trying to get this thing done sooner rather than later. I don't know what else the kid has to prove. And no matter who he plays with, he is going to help produce points. So Brat was playing with Nico and Nico's played six games so far this year. He's got seven points in six games. Nico looks amazing. I mean, Nico is starting off this year looking almost a little better than he ended last year, which I thought was the best couple months of his career. Um, But this year he looks extra confident and strong on his feet, and he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. But he looks like he's definitely got a knack for the net. And like I said, I think if Nico can put up 30 goals this year, stay healthy and put up 30 goals this year, that you're seriously considering him – in the Selkie candidate talk. So, I mean, you look at the Chicago Blackhawks from years past where you had the Jonathan Taves two-way player and then you had the Patrick Kane, which kind of reminds me of a Jack Hughes type player. And that's a great that's a great foundation to build your team around. They're two different style players that add two very important parts of the game that you need to have covered between speed and a two-way centerman. I love what I see out of Nico Heischer right now. And my point is, you play Jesper Bratt with him, and the two of them together with Palat looked insane. And then you have Jack Hughes, who seems to be struggling a little bit. So what do you do? You play him with Jesper Bratt, and you get him going too, and you have him have two points in his last game too. So Jesper Bratt has become an asset that you can move up and down your lineup in the top six anyway and can hopefully get one of these two core pieces, overall picks, going if one of them was to fall into a slump or lose their game for a little bit. So you have to be happy and you have to be appreciative of what you've seen from Jesper Bratt uh, along with along with uh, Nico Heischer. They put Thomas Tatar on the wing with Nico and Thomas Tatar gets a lot of hate, but I tell you what, I feel like he has embraced his third. He's He basically got put on the third line and he was playing with Halla for a while and I feel like he's really embraced it because he looks a lot more physical and he looks like he's willing to get dirty and get into the dirty parts of the ice and scrum in front of the net. He's willing to do whatever it takes. And I think he was a guy that relied on his skill for a long time. And this shows that maybe Thomas Tatar knows that, you know what this team is capable of and wants to stick around. I mean, this might be a home for him. As well as Eric Halla. Eric Halla has been a journeyman who's played for multiple different teams. But I tell you what, he's played up and down our lineup and is he's been great. I can't believe that he hasn't scored yet. He has a ton of shots on net. I'm not worried about him. He's going to get his. But this is a guy that if you can get him on the cheap, 
Same thing with Tatar, and he's a guy that wants to be here, and he's willing to take a little bit of a hometown discount and find himself a home instead of moving around the league. I think a role player like Halla and a role player like Tatar, if he's willing to play on the third line, I, I think that's that's some serious depth. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Halla was playing with, um, with Pasternak, you know? So... Um, both of those guys, if they're going to be your third line, that shows some serious depth. I also think that like you could put Zetterlin on a line with those guys and that's a feisty line. Those are three guys that are, those are, it's like a dog on a bone with the three of those guys. They can give definitely some lineups, some trouble. And I think it's, I would match them up against other third lines in the league and feel very comfortable. Um, now. One of the things that we have to talk about is Mackenzie Blackwood is not practicing today. Oh, boy. Here we go again. So he's got an upper body injury. Uh, I don't know what happened from, you know, Tuesday night to now, but he was not on the ice for practice. It was a 5 p.m. practice, so this is about a half hour ago, so... But Jonathan Bernier is on the ice for practice. So this is, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good and bad, good news and bad news. But I would like to see Bernier, I, I mean, he's coming off of a big injury. He's coming, I mean, a hip injury for a goaltender is nothing to sneeze at. You saw, obviously, the, uh, the problems that Corey Schneider had. But if we could get Bernier back... Um, now you have like three, hopefully average goaltenders. Maybe um, I hope that Blackwood isn't hurt long term and it's nothing serious. But I wouldn't mind carrying three goaltenders at this point. You know, it's like we need all the help that we can get. I do think Vanacek is going to be decent. I think he's going to obviously get the start on Friday versus the Avalanche, which is going to be a barn burner. Talk about speed. The Devils versus the Avalanche is going to be... There's going to be a lot going on. That is going to be some good, fast hockey. I really think that the Devils could play with anybody at this point. We play so fast. We play with so much pace. We're on top of everybody. We control the puck. It's going to be a good test. We had a couple easy games to start the year. I would have liked to have seen us pull out another one or two of them. Um, But... It is what it is. If you're going to be, we're in the playoff hunt right now. We're right in the mix of things. If you could, if you can get a point out of the Colorado game, and then you get Columbus at home on Sunday, they should be able to beat up on Columbus. We're a better team than Columbus for sure. So if you can get three points out of the next two games, it's pretty good. And then we have a tough Western road trip. So we actually we go to Vancouver, which you know, the they're burning Vancouver down right now. Vancouver's having a serious problem over there. So you'd like to think that we can get a win in Vancouver, but then you're going to have two tough games. You're going to play Edmonton and you're going to play Calgary on the road. But if you want to be a playoff team and you want to be serious and with the speed that we play at and the confidence that it looks like some of these kids are have, like I think this team is buying in. 
I really do. I think that we have officially turned the corner and the Devils are going to be something to watch moving forward and we're only going to get better than what we are now. We, we can't get worse. This is, a, this is a trajectory going up that is going to have a Simon Nemitz and a Luke Hughes juiced into the lineup, whether it's the end of this season or the beginning of next season. Talent overload. We have something really good going on in New Jersey right now. It's exciting. Um, you know, the, one of the guys that we you hear Devils fans talking about is Timo Meyer. Now, the Sharks are off to an awful start, and they might be sellers because they might be in, they might be interested in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, and I wouldn't blame them. But Timo Meyer is good, and he's like twenty five years old. And he's buddies with Nico, and he is a guy that could play on Nico's wing. And if you do that, it would slot everybody down. I mean, we're talking like serious lineup that you're putting out every night. Now, you would have to give up something for him. I mean, you might have to give up a Holtz or a pick or something like that. But the Devils have a ton of options right now, and they have a ton of equity, and they have a ton of pieces. So... You have yourself a Riley Walsh. You have yourself a Ball, who I don't think they're going to move Ball, but I think that these are just players that you have in your farm system that are just waiting to come up between a a Hutuk, you have a Seamus uh, Casey. It's like we have Shakira Mukamadun. We have a lot of pieces. It's like I wouldn't be surprised if you pieced one of them with Mackenzie Blackwood to get a legit franchise goalie or – a Holtz and a Blackwood for a franchise goalie, or there's a lot of different moves that you can make right now. And honestly, Tom Fitzgerald deserves a standing ovation. The moves that he's made have been insane between the Graves and and the Marino. He's, he's just, he's on fire, man. Halla, you're, you're getting all these players without giving up any real pieces. You gave away a Pavel Zaka. You gave away who? I, I, I don't even know who. Like, n- nobody good. And now you're going to have a Damon Severson who's going to be a trade chip too. And, I mean, with, this team is just getting better and better and better. And I, I, I just this – is, this is headed in the right direction. This is headed into something special. When was the last time we watched the Devils play this kind of hockey? I mean, where they literally completely dominated teams. You saw the Ranger-Islander game last night. The Islanders lost or beat the Rangers. Now, you know, the Rangers are throwing out Halak as their backup goalie. I mean, holy crap. They have no chance when he's playing. But the amount of shots on goal and the way that the Islanders played, do you see what we just did to the Islanders in Long Island? We dominated them. It was complete domination. I can't wait until we play the Rangers. If Shesterkin doesn't stand on his head, I think we wiped the floor with them. Now, anything can happen on any night. I mean, we lost to the Flyers. But you have to feel good going into these games with the way that we've been playing. If we could get a couple saves, the amount of shots that we're getting on net, 40-something shots a night, I mean... Some of these are going to start going in, and we're going to get a save or two here and there. And when we do, it's going to really it, it's it's going to parlay itself. 
you get an extra save and you have an extra bounce, it's going to parlay itself. So I'll be at the game tomorrow night. It should be a really interesting game. I mean, you're talking Stanley Cup champs, Kel McCarr, Nathan McKinnon coming to town. I don't know why. I like our chances, and I think I think if we put up an impressive game and we we hang in there and we maybe win a squeaker or a dirty game, I don't know. I think the we put the league on notice tomorrow night. So the schedule is going to definitely get a little harder in the next upcoming weeks, and this is where you're going to see what this team is made of. And right now we're positioned to, you know, we're positioned. We look like a playoff team. So um, this is where you put your big boy pants on. You get out there and you show everybody what you're made of versus some good teams. And I, I think I think this is, this is the next week and a half is going to be where the league really wakes up and the Devils become become, you know, not the talk of the league, but they, they're going to be respected for the first time in 10 years. I truly believe that. Now, if they come out and they get their asses kicked and they let up six goals on 20 shots, it's going to be same old, same old. You don't have goaltending. You can't win without goaltending and, and they'll be right. But I don't know. I, I, I think, I think I'm feeling pretty damn good right now. And I hope you all are too. Um, the Giants just came off of another win last week, so all is good in the New Jersey, New York sports world. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I hope everybody is uh, enjoying this because this is the first time in a long time that we have something to really be excited about, and I think it's just the start of what is about to happen and I encourage everybody to come out to the games. If you see me out there, definitely say what's up. But I'll catch everybody tomorrow. I'll be at the game. And then I'll probably put something out sometime early next week after the next two games are played. So from the trap, Billy Botch, I'm out. Peace.